1: Welcome to mlb.com extras i'm danny wexelman with mark sheldon who covers the reds for mlb.com we are live at the winter meetings in vegas and finally we have some breaking news the reds and the nationals they're swapping for tanners tanner roark now heading to the reds tanner rainey heading to the nationals and mark this finally checks a box that the reds have been hoping to get done all offseason.
0: definitely they wanted to get some starting pitching This maybe doesn't give him the top of the rotation guy, but it gives him near the top of the rotation, whether it's a number two or number three type starter. Uh, He has dependability. He had 180 innings last season. Even though he had a lot of losses, he still was uh, very dependable for them. He made 31 starts. He uh, has just a track record of being pretty good, and they didn't have to give up a lot for him. Rainey was a... A number 23 prospect in the organization but and he could throw 100 miles an hour but he has a lot of control issues he hasn't quite found his uh, groove yet in the major leagues and so they really didn't have to give up a lot they have a guy that's under control for only one year in Roark he's gonna make maybe MLB trade rumors projects of you know maybe close to 10 million and that's still in the Reds uh, wheelhouse is something they can handle and now they could be free to make some other moves.
1: Yeah, that's right. This opens the door because I feel like once you get that first one, maybe that second that second starting pitcher that they've been looking for comes a little easier.
0: Definitely. Uh, Dick Williams said there will be more trades and what's good about this is that with only $10 million spent, they also got Billy Hamilton's number off the books too and... Now, that if they want to do this to get another starting pitcher, whether it's a, a bigger contract guy on a trade, or obviously sign a free agent, that's they can do that. It also frees up some money if they want to get a more dynamic center fielder. Uh, you know, thinking about AJ Pollock or someone of that ilk who may cost a little more money, this frees them up to do a couple different things.
1: Do you like this addition, Mark?
0: Yeah, I think just because it, it didn't cost them anything. If if Roark gives them one year and he's good, that's great for them. If he gives them one year and he stinks, it's, they didn't give up a ton. And they can possibly still keep him after the season if he's a free agent, because he's not going to be a giant free agent cost acquisition.
1: Mark, you had a chance to hear from Tanner Roark already so quickly on a conference call. Let's take a listen to what he had to say.
2: I mean, it was a, a great experience. Um, Uh, I learned a lot from a lot of, uh, veteran, veteran pitchers and position players and the guys that were there when I, when I first came up and um, they just taught me how to be professional. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, I've, I've taken that a a long way. And I've always, I always remember, you know, certain things to, to always be, to always be a professional. And I'm going to miss the guys, of course, but, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, it's the name of the game. I got I have new teammates now, and now I gotta face them. Well, I know they're they're. I mean, they can hit the ball. They're they have a tough lineup. I know that for sure. You know, so I'm I'm excited to go in there and you know do my thing and just go after hitters and you know attack, attack, attack. Being the oldest guy oldest pitcher or starter or whatnot there, I mean, I'm just going to do my, I'm going to spread my knowledge and um, learn from these guys and, you know, get to know these guys and, um, you know, just get excited to, to get to know them.
1: Okay, two names that are on the Reds' radar right now, Yasiel Puig and Ender Inciarte. And the Dodgers are supposedly shopping Puig around right now, not only to clear the outfield, but to clear some salary. And Turner Ward, the hitting coach for the Reds, now obviously has a relationship with Yasiel Puig. So the rumor seems to have a little steam.
0: It does, and... and uh, Dick Williams and Nick crawl have already confirmed that they have been talking to the Dodgers. They wouldn't specifically say it was about Puig or Homer Bailey, who's rumored to be part of the deal, but that they're talking about lots of different players in individual reasons and me- mechanisms. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get some sort of deal done. Alex Wood is a pitcher that he, uh, supposedly part of it going to Cincinnati if it works out, and uh, I'll be very curious to see if that can work out. The only thing about Puig is that he's only got a year left of club control, same with Wood. So unless the Reds are in – win the championship now mode. I'm not sure uh, what they really would gain from that beyond the season, because obviously they're probably not going to get him as a free agent.
1: All right, let's turn to Ender and because that's a potential uh, shoe filling spot in center field yeah. for Billy Hamilton.
0: Certainly, and what's great about that deal if that was to work out for the Reds is and is the three time reigning gold glove winner. So no big deal. Yeah, so he would fill the the Hamilton shoes very well defensively and he would surpass him in offense. He's not, you know, he hit like 265 last season, but he's a uh, definitely a more uh, dynamic hitter. He can get on base a little bit more, and I think he would really solve that need if they're able to work out a deal for him.
1: Okay, so now we move over to a guy we've been talking about all offseason, Nick Senzel. Yeah. Top prospect, and the Reds want to find a spot for him. David Bell said that versatility will be key, and we talked about that. The, the idea that he can play in different places, he spent time trying out different positions uh, this fall. So realistically, do the Reds find a spot for him?
0: Well, if they don't get Ender Inciarte or a center fielder, that's an immediate opening. And uh, David Bell said that when he saw Senzel at Reds Fest, the first thing Senzel said was he was preparing to play center field. (laughs) So he kind of liked the moxie that he had and, and things like that. But David did say his best opportunity in the major leagues will probably be where he's most comfortable, and that's the infield, but that he could also play the outfield. So if he's one of those guys like what the Cubs do with Chris Bryant, where maybe one day he plays third base, another day he plays left field, and and things like that. I think that's something that that Nick could do and and, and fill in for people. And uh, down the road, though, they they do expect him to have one position. So I can imagine maybe he moves around for this year to get, get himself in the major leagues, and then at some point he settles on one spot.
1: Have you had a chance to talk to Nick?
0: I talked to Nick at Reds Fest. That's right. Yeah.
1: And he, he was optimistic. He was hungry. I mean, how do you not give this kid a chance?
0: Well, he's, he wants to be in the major leagues. He had a bit of a setback, a lot of setbacks last year with Vertigo. And then he broke his index finger. He's only limited to 44 games. And then while he was doing the outfield stuff at Instructional League, he had to have bone chips taken out of his elbow. But he's healthy. He says he uh, is fully feels like he's almost fully recovered. And he's going to be doing uh, all his other normal off-season stuff between now and spring training. So. Uh, and definitely preparing for the outfield because that's what he wants to do if, if it means making the team
1: the managers all meet with um you know everyone who covers their teams they take some time out at the winter meetings and david bell new guy on yeah. the block what did you learn from him this week
0: yeah he, i've gotten to know david a little bit more since he got hired he's had a few times in cincinnati obviously reds fest it's really interesting he's uh at a rarity for major league baseball he's moving to cincinnati full-time he's a native of the area but he's lives in California. And uh, as of the new year, he sold his house already in California. He's already purchased a house in Cincinnati. And uh, him and the family, the two kids, are moving to Cincinnati, and they're going to be 365-a-year residents. A, a you got year to residence. immerse yourself, Yeah, right? I mean, he knows the area. His family's there. Her family's from Cincinnati as well. So uh, it's going to be really good for their family to, to be in Cincinnati. The Reds have not had a manager live in town since Pete Rose. Wow.
1: Yeah. I actually didn't even really think about the fact that that probably doesn't happen very often, depending on where you're managing, I suppose. Correct.
0: It's Most of them, you know, Brian Price lived in Arizona. Dusty Baker lived in California. Jerry Naron lived in North Carolina. So there's always... These guys are from all over the country, and they, yeah. don't, you know, they live in Cincinnati during the season, but like a player, they just rent a house or an apartment, and then they yeah. go home.
1: David Bell, man of the people. Yes. He's going to get the full experience but, then.
0: Yeah, and he's definitely a, a guy that you can talk to, and, and he seems like he's got a good uh, exp- you know, knowledge of the game, obviously, but he also knows that everyone's people, and he treats people very well. He's not arrogant. He doesn't think he knows more than everyone else, or if he does, he doesn't convey that 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 feeling so okay. it's it's been very good to talk to him and he's kind of just a real guy
1: all right right. Well, we'll get a better taste of him obviously when spring training right. starts up and see how he actually puts his thoughts and uh, practices into into motion with the team last thing mark we need to talk about scooter Jeanette. we haven't talked about him really at all this offseason but the reds have said they're not close to an extension with him and they're not planning no. on being close right now he's going to enter free agency next season
0: next uh, offseason off yeah.
1: offseason so what a odd place to be for Scooter Jeanette.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Is that he won the arbitration case last year? There was no hard feelings. Everything was cool. He made 5.4 million last season, and he told me in July uh, that there was some pre-early uh, uh, w- works of a of an extension. That talk, early talks, and that it was open. The he could stay in Cincinnati beyond next season yeah. but it's gone nowhere nothing's happened since and so i brought it up if you know hey could scooter get done here at the winter meetings and uh, dick williams was like uh no no th- i don't expect to work on any in-house extensions until after the calendar flips to january 1st and 2019 uh, and but then he also say, but we're also going to be very careful about uh giving extensions out to people and that kind of indicates that maybe they're not into signing him long-term and, and here he is at the winter meetings and there was a rumor that they were actively looking to shop him and uh the water was kind of poured on that one a little bit so i don't necessarily think they're actively shopping him especially with all the second basemen that are out there on the free agent market but i suppose if there was a deal that was out there and his name was included they would have to look at it
1: do you feel like you know this guy's been around for a while and you know he's he's a fan favorite that they would want to keep him
0: is his yeah. is,
1: is production not where they want it to be or need it to be, it's so below that.
0: Well, they do have other needs, though, and and it's it's one thing that you were willing to listen on any player because you don't want to – pigeonhole yourself into an idea yeah. that you can't get better. The team obviously lost 90-something games last year, 95 yeah. games, so you want to get better, but also... The if, NL
1: Central, too, I mean, look around, yeah. around the entire uh, division. is uh, They've bolstered. Everyone has has just, they've muscled up, Absolutely, basically. but
0: then you look at the fact they need pitching, like we talked about. Yeah. Nick Senzel needs a place to play, yeah. like we talked about, <laughs> and it, it does make a lot of sense. If they were able to get something for him that would help them get pitching or a center fielder, mm-hmm. and they could put Nick Senzel at second base, that's a deal that makes sense.
1: Okay. All right, Mark. Anything else uh, you expect to happen last day of the winter meetings?
0: Uh, we'll you see be what happens. Any I'll be chasing the scoops. You've been hearing yeah, about JB, JP Real Muto and other people, <laughs> and the Rule Five drafts tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, the Reds have a relatively recent history of making a very big deal either on the last day of the winter meetings or. The week after, they've, they've moved guys like Todd Frazier over the years or this Chapman, so uh, we'll see what they end up doing in okay. the next days or you know weeks right after the meetings.
1: They might have some tricks up there. Someday. They really might, yeah. Awesome. All right, for Reds content, Reds.com, check out all of Mark's work. This guy's running around with his head cut off trying to figure out what's <laughs> going on with this team right now. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, with Mark Sheldon, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.